Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm joined by my co-host Helen. Hello everybody. And thank you so much for coming back to our podcast where we each week try to take on a different topic to do with work and particularly how we're all working in our new kind of squiggly careers, which we think is everybody's sort of new normal. I think we're all experiencing squiggly careers in lots of different ways. And we know this because when we talk to people about the podcast or the book, everyone always talks to us about their equivalent of their squiggly careers. Sometimes that means moving around in one organisation. Sometimes that means doing different kinds of roles, working in different kind of areas. Or sometimes that just means trying out different types of work. So going to freelance or trying to run your own thing. I think we all have our own kind of versions of what a squiggly career is. And hopefully each week we take on a topic that just helps you to navigate that career more in a way that works for you and spend much more time thriving than surviving is kind of always our aim. And just thank you to everybody who continues to review our book. Somebody described it to us over the weekend on Instagram as we have been their informal mentor through both the podcast and the book over the last year. And I thought that was really lovely and very reflective, I think, of what we are trying to do is to kind of be there as an informal coach or a mentor. And if you have had time to read the book, if you've been kind enough to buy it and you've made some quite quick progress, I would say, because we're only kind of a couple of months after it's come out, any reviews on Amazon are really appreciated and they really help us to make sure that we can keep sharing the book as far as wide as possible. So thank you for doing that. And before we get on to today's topic, which is all about comparison and, and the traps that comparison can create for us in our careers, just want to give you kind of a brief heads up into something that we are so excited that it's coming like in the next couple of days so from the 4th to the 10th of march we are going to be releasing a daily squiggly careers podcast to support international women's day the backstory to this is that sarah started interviewing some amazing women and was like it'll be fine we'll just put it into one episode and then she interviewed like four people and it would have been a two hour long episode so it was like is this you giving me passive aggressive <laughs> feedback again no i'm saying it was a really really great idea that together we iterated on to become an even better <laughs> idea which is the daily squiggly careers podcast for international women's day it starts on the 4th and I think this idea just basically grew and grew and we have some so amazing people that we've spoken to to get really, really different perspectives on 
being a woman at work and how to make work work for you. People like Lauren Bravo, who's the author of How to Break Up with Fast Fashion. We've got Josh Graf, who's the VP for EMEA for LinkedIn. We've got Anne Franca, OBE. She's the CEO of the Chartered Management Institute. And also Emma Barnett, who is really excited to speak to Emma. Emma is the, she was a BBC broadcaster that you might know her from that, um, and a journalist, but she's also the author of a book called Period. It's about bloody time. So we've just such different topics, uh, changing the world, period poverty, men supporting women at work, breaking down glass ceilings, walls and pyramids, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. They are slightly longer episodes because because we interviewed so many people, most episodes have got two different people in them. So they're probably around about an hour long. So definitely listen through so that you get both of the perspectives. But one thing that we are trying to do after International Women's Day, one thing we're trying to commit to, and actually we will start with this episode, is we're aiming to do slightly shorter episodes. We know that people listen to lots of different podcasts and we want to make sure that ours is one of lots of different things that you listen to and get inspiration from so we're aiming to do our podcast around half an hour international women's day be slightly longer but from now on that's our aim is to get them to 30 minutes for you so on to today's topic which is the comparison trap and really this is the idea that the grass is always greener somewhere else there's always someone or something kind of doing better than us I don't know anyone who doesn't fall into this trap at some point because I think it's easier than ever probably to compare yourself to other people and I was trying to think actually today when does this particularly happen to me and I kind of actually came up with three C's you'd be proud of me Helen I came up with like a three (laughs) C framework of like when do I particularly fall into the comparison trap like what's happening so my three C's were one the closer somebody is to me the more likely I am to compare myself to them so actually, I think at work, the person I'm most likely to compare myself to is Helen. Um, That's weird. Why? Well, what would you compare yourself to with that I do? Oh, like that you work harder, that you're smarter, that you're better, loads of stuff. Oh my I actually gosh. Think the further that people are away from you, in some ways, I think it feels almost like less realistic, maybe, or you're just, you don't have as much insight into those people. And this is just a personal thing. The more mm. I thought about it, the more I thought, actually, if I think about my career as a whole, it's always the people closest to me who often I really kind of admire and think are really great maybe sometimes I beat myself up that I'm kind of not as good as they are that's that's the first one bit of a revelation for you there yeah revelation I'm like yeah yeah the second c is when I'm low in confidence and actually I would say when I'm maybe having a tough day or kind of tough moment that's when particularly like social media sometimes kicks in in terms of the comparison trap of perhaps you're having a day where things are going wrong or I don't know, you've been late for everything and then, you know, something pops up on Instagram with someone's, like, perfectly curated life and you just think, oh, no, I'm not getting this right and um, that's kind of the second one. And then the third C for me is competition and being competitive. I think because it is in my DNA to be competitive, I kind of, that is me for better or for worse. That's not always useful because competition is about kind of winning or losing and work isn't about winning or losing I think we can kind of all win together and we'll talk a bit more about that but I sometimes think almost like my personality doesn't help with this it's definitely something where with the top tips that we're going to talk about in a minute I've I kind of use these actually quite proactively and quite consistently because this is something that could definitely get the better of me yeah, I think I was thinking about um, my examples. And, you know, I have that quote that I love, the run your own race. I believe, I think it's my quote because I really believe that really, really mm. deeply. And so I don't spend a lot of time 
comparing myself to others like particularly in my career I don't like even when I was like in corporate life I wasn't thinking oh so lucky I wish I didn't (laughs) I don't but I was trying to work out well why didn't I I kind of wanted to know everybody and understand everybody but I didn't want to compete with everyone but I'm not competitive at all am I it's not a thing that I have so I think you take that out of my personality and then I'm just quite like focused I'm kind of single-minded about this is what I'm going to do independent of what I think other people are doing but I was thinking okay when do I fall victim to the comparison trap and I think you know since becoming a parent I think more than ever (laughs) more than ever because I think I definitely don't have it all sorted like my life I'm often tired I regularly forget things my personal care regime probably isn't up to much because most of the time I'm too tired to like do half the things I should probably do to shave my legs all that great stuff um but whenever I see anyone who just looks like work's going really well and their family looks really neat and well behaved which I like not neat you know like that's my comparison when I see someone else who looks like they've got it all sorted and their plates particularly with the addition of a family plate are all simultaneously spinning in synchronicity I'm like <laughs> oh my gosh that is I not know. that is not me <laughs> I do think that is particularly hard there's a lady who turns up to my nursery she turns up sort of on her bike with her kid on the bike or like, but looks amazing. So it doesn't look like she's got like helmet hair or anything. <laughs> and then like, I know that she runs her own very successful business and she's always very positive. And, you know, he's like, oh, who, who are you? How, like, oh, how is this possible? I was reading. I but when you find those people who are like, oh my gosh, you're like perfect in every way, make friends with them, which I thought was a slightly weird recommendation because, but the advice was make friends with them because they, life probably isn't perfect in every way. No. And you're probably making a whole load of assumptions. And by being friends and understanding what's going on for them and how they're doing, all that kind of stuff, you A, might unearth something that might help them, like a bit of empathy, but also you might get to the realisation that actually nobody's life would world is perfect and comparing yourself to some assumption that it is is not going to be helpful for you or help you to build relationships with them either yeah probably is actually I'm sure it is because like we say we know rationally that no one's perfect it's just sometimes in that moment they seem perfect I think (laughs) so let's move on to the top tips so we've got six of them for you tip number one is to kind of prevent yourself falling into this comparison trap or if you do fall into it to kind of get yourself back out as quickly as possible is to ask yourself what's most important to you questions so what's most important to you about what you work on who you work with and where you work these are really good starting questions when you're thinking about kind of what matters most and it helps you I think to feel grounded and as a really kind of useful for reminder for you in terms of your world and the answer to those questions in kind of your world versus anyone else's. Because I do sometimes think we are sometimes comparing ourselves to other people who would answer those questions maybe in very different ways to us when we really truly think about kind of the answer to those questions. So I might say what's most important to you about work, kind of where you work. And for some people, that might be about working for a really prestigious brand or it might be about working close to home and then kind of try not to judge your own answers to those questions try and really think about what do you enjoy the most kind of what makes you happiest I think if you can get that insight it sort of helps you to build up a picture of what success looks like to you and just kind of have that inner confidence around knowing I'm almost going to compare myself to myself versus comparing myself to others I think I think they're sort of like um, anchor answers, aren't they? Like yeah. these, these anchoring things that are actually quite useful and reliable when you might be tempted to go and think, oh, I, want, I should be more like that. Actually, those answers are your anchors to stay true to yourself. 
The second tip then is all about knowing your triggers. So there are likely to be some situations that will result in you having more of this comparison trap risk than others. So for me, if ever I'm feeling like really tired and if things are like falling apart for me, that's when I'm like vulnerable to like, oh my gosh, they're everything's so shiny and they're doing it really well. And then maybe, what would it be for you, Sarah? What do you think your triggers are? You said talked about competitive. So if someone close to you is doing well or... Yes. Yeah, I think probably the closer to me they were, it makes you sound awful, doesn't it? When you think about this, it's like just, honest. You do, but it's just being honest. I think I would just feel like, oh, I wasn't probably progressing as quickly as like other people. And like, maybe you get feel like you're being left behind a little mm. bit. And I do think that is the case sometimes where because within squiggly careers, everybody moves at different paces and things happen at different times and there's a lot of look involved in those sorts of things it can be really hard for you when your friends around you perhaps maybe you feel like they're all kind of getting promoted and it's not happened for you yet Mm. and of course we would always say well you know squiggly careers maybe you're going to be working for a long time it's really important to kind of enjoy what you do it's not just about things like salary or some things like travel look glamorous but the reality isn't always but I still think it's hard if you do feel like you're kind of not moving at the same rate as kind of your friendship group, for example. And once you know those triggers, so whatever that is for you, I think the point here is for you to, rather than that triggering comparison for you maybe think more about curiosity so I think this is like if I'm seeing a situation instead of me kind of going oh why isn't that me why can't I be like that I would think more about okay a curious question would be well how are they doing that how could I do that how could that be more something that I could do in my life and it's not that you're trying to be somebody else but at the very least you can't probably totally get rid of comparison but instead of asking why not me asking how it could be might be slightly more productive for you well I feel like that from just listening to you talk there it feels like that's a real kind of learning approach it's basically what can I learn from that person doesn't Mm. that mean you have to do it in the same way you know you can still do things in your own way but if you're approaching something with curiosity it's in the spirit of wanting to kind of learn and grow versus thinking it's almost like more the kind of the jealousy type thing isn't it I think yeah which again is really natural. It's kind of one of the natural human parts of kind of who we are, I think. Uh, So number three is inspired by a quote or a tweet, really, I think I saw from Emma Gannon, who we've interviewed before on the podcast, writes about lots of good things to kind of do with work. And she just did a tweet where she said, I'd rather stay in my own lane and celebrate other people's work. It's a better way to live, in my opinion. So nice. I know. The kind of joy of someone who's smart and also brilliant writer, bringing those two things together. I think she has really good insights and a really good way of articulating them. And actually, Emma talks about this a few times. I've kind of seen her talk about this before and about saying, you know, focus on your own game and just support other people. And so that's kind of the third tip is think about the support system of people that you have around you. Are they all people who you feel like are championing each other? Or actually, does it feel like you have some unhealthy relationships there? And I thought a really good example of this for us is over the last year, we've been part of a network that actually mainly exists on WhatsApp, which is for nonfiction, particularly kind of business writers. And actually, you could argue every single person in that WhatsApp group they're all competing for people's money to say, please buy our business book. And lots of them are broadly in the same sort of space. But everybody is the exact opposite of that. Everybody is very much there to champion each other. And I think there's a real focus on what can we do? What can we do to support each other? That's very much the starting premise. I think it gives you confidence. And actually, 
it stops me comparing myself to each of them because I just think I start with championing rather mm. than comparing, which I think is a really positive thing. In that same, I think it was an Instagram post, wasn't it, that Emma put when she put about that um, kind of celebrating other people's work. She mentioned this thing called shine theory, which I was like, oh, that's a lovely term. And I went and looked in it because I thought I might do a career tip on it on Instagram. And let me just read it because it's lovely. It looks like it's been developed by someone called Anne Friedman. But it says, shine theory is a practice of mutual investment with the simple premise that I don't shine if you don't shine. It's a term that I know Anne Friedman coined with... Aminato Sao to describe a commitment to collaborating with rather than competing against other people, especially other women. So it's lovely. I'm going to dig into it a little bit more. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So tip number four is all about focusing on control rather than comparison. So comparison is really quite a passive behavior. So I'm looking at Sarah. I want to be more like Sarah. I'm maybe a bit envious of Sarah. And it's kind of this internal emotion. I'm not necessarily doing anything differently. Whereas control, you taking action and you kind of being in control of the action you take is much more active. So let's just take that example. Let's say I am comparing myself to Sarah and it's not making me feel particularly great about myself what I would actually think of is what is it that I'm in control of well I'm in control of how I spend my time I'm in control of how I prioritize my time I'm in control of who I spend my time with I'm in control about maybe how I stay physically mentally emotionally spiritually healthy those are all things that I can take a positive proactive and active control of and so with the comparison piece, it's a kind of a build on that piece before about, you know, move to curiosity. Also, move to action and move to like the controllable action. This isn't about being perfect because perfection is also not the thing that we're aiming for, but it is about you not just sitting and simmering with this kind of feeling of comparison and actually thinking about what you can constructively do and take control of to help you get where you want to go. Yeah, I saw um, when I was doing some of the reading for this podcast, it said that perfection is the enemy of progress. Mm. And I thought this idea of taking control, working out what you want to do, not trying to be perfect, I think that can be one of those things that and people end up being in this comparison trap of, looking at other people like we talked about previously and thinking that they are perfect 
you almost end up with paralysis and procrastination rather than progress. So number five is about recognising your differences. So I think you are less likely to fall into the comparison trap if you are clear about what makes you unique and distinctive. What do you want to build your reputation for? Kind of what do you want people to say about you when you are in the room, when you're not in the room? What are the things that you kind of want to be known for? And I think if you have clarity in terms of what those things are, what those kind of, and we've talked before about these only needs to be one, two, maybe three things that you kind of want to really be known for. And if that's what you're investing your energy and your efforts into, and then I think it stops you being, I think, swayed by other people doing maybe related things, but slightly different. It keeps you focused, I think, on back to that kind of point on what was most important to me. And this is the one that probably I find most useful personally in terms of my own kind of tactics. I think I've got a lot better at looking at maybe other people, perhaps even kind of within a kind of similar field and just thinking, oh, they're brilliant at that thing. Back to Helen's point, how can I learn from that? But actually being very clear for myself on kind of what is it that makes me distinctive and actually if I can just be brilliant at that I don't want to waste kind of mental energy and my time on comparison I would much rather be using that time in a more kind of meaningful way to make myself kind of even better being kind of brilliant kind of at the things that I kind of really care about. Okay, and our final tip then is about changing your input. So if you feel like comparison is something that is affecting you and you've kind of listened to the first five tips and you're like, I get it, but I still feel like I'm surrounded by stuff that isn't making me feel good about myself, then change what you are surrounded by. If it's social media, maybe start unfollowing people or muting them in whatever way that you can um, so that you're not kind of spending time in their world and you spend a bit more time in your own. If it's actually people that you spend time with, I've had this before I've been part of networks like physical networks of groups of people who got together and I've just felt that it was all a bit showy and show-offy and I mm. felt like I had to try and emulate that and that's not something that feels particularly sort of a high integrity approach to me and so I've just weaned myself off those networks and started to spend time with people that I find sort of more authentic and interesting so just be aware of what the sources of input that you've got at the moment that might be maybe triggering some of this feeling of comparison and try to make some conscious changes so that you've got some new sources like I say mute unfollow spend time with some different people but that can have such a big impact on how you feel based on sort of what you're surrounded by yeah and you know I do think sometimes but even people we know can end up doing this unintentionally. And I'm sure there are times where we, we would have both done it. But you know when um, someone always has that like story topping, <laughs> when yeah. someone has always that thing of like, they've always done something that just ends up feeling or sounding that bit better. Or when they chat to you, they end up listing all of their achievements at work or those kind of things. And I don't think necessarily people are always doing that to kind of be intentionally kind of malicious. And sometimes I think people just don't always understand that the impact that that can have on you. Imagine if you're having a bad day and then you have a chat with that kind of person. <laughs> That's yeah. who you've, you've had a coffee with that day. And I think if you just know that you are susceptible to being influenced and kind of impacted by other people kind of you're highly kind of susceptible to that and because I do think some people are I remember when I trained to be a coach um, there's this thing called transference which is where you like really kind of absorb a lot from the people that you spend time with and I think some people have like higher levels of that some people have are more able to kind of disassociate themselves from kind of other things that are happening and other people's points of view and kind of ground themselves very much kind of 
in themselves, kind of more kind of an inner view, whereas some people have more of an external view. They feel it quite keenly. So if you're recognising that in yourself as we're kind of describing this, maybe then just think about, right, I know that I am naturally susceptible to kind of feeling this. So perhaps you have to work even harder on this one. And I think if you then do, it just will help you to then stay in a kind of more positive space focusing on yourself what matters to you and just not be swayed too often I think this all happens to all of us some of the time but maybe think about how often do you think this is a kind of challenge for you is this daily is it weekly is it monthly and if it's too frequent I think sometimes it can be the sixth one that can be really getting in the Mm. way so should I just summarise the six top tips that we've Go got for it. people to support them with the comparison trap? So tip number one was to ask yourself the what's most important to you questions because it can act as a bit of an anchor for you. Tip number two was about knowing your triggers for the comparison trap. Tip number three was making sure that you've got a support system of people who all champion each other. That was that piece where we talked about the shine theory. Tip four was about shifting from comparison to control. It's about moving from kind of a passive to a more of an active state. Tip five was about recognising your differences, all the things that make you unique and distinctive. And the last tip was about changing your inputs. So thank you so much for listening this week. We really hope you found that episode useful. Very much looking forward to hearing what you think about the International Women's Day episodes. If you do get a chance to give us some feedback on them, given it's a new format for them, we're doing them every day. Don't worry, we're not going to suddenly start doing daily podcasts every single day. <laughs> We've made them shorter, but we're doing like seven yeah, times as many. <laughs> basically every day we want you to be having like career stuff in your in your head and your earphones. <laughs> but what we might do is a similar sort of ep- themed kind of series of episodes in the future if people find them useful if you find them interesting the best way probably to get in touch with us is just on instagram where we're at amazing if you know you can just direct messages on there or we'll be posting about all the different episodes you can comment underneath on ones you particularly enjoyed or you just kind of let us know some feedback kind of what went well even better if particularly useful when we're kind of doing something new oh can i just do one more thing sarah before we say goodbye to everybody um in march i think it's 23rd of march we are doing a one-day course it's in london five skills succeed in a squiggly career it's basically bringing the book to life so if you want to be part of that we've got um, 100 tickets there's only a few left now but it's a full day sarah and i will deliver it we'll go through all of the exercises super interactive lots and lots to learn and a lovely lunch too and a copy of the book i get a lovely lovely lunch as well you do i've chosen it it's like this lovely like meze type lunch come for the lunch alone but it's um (laughs) it's a it's 100 pounds for the day including the book and the lunch so it is a bit of a bargain because we wanted to make it accessible for as many people as possible if you just search for amazing if on eventbrite you will find it but it's on the 23rd of march and if any of you can't and would want to come again messages at amazing if on instagram or if you're not on instagram just email us at get in touch at amazing but we'd love to see some of you there thanks everyone for listening we'll speak to you again soon bye for now bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.